two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had three posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we summarized a study where the authors found that college football players diagnosed with a concussion are being managed more conservatively with stricter return-to-play protocols, which may be related to a lower risk of repeat concussions during a season compared to 15 years ago. In the second post, we introduced a new webinar on taking steps after an ankle sprain with insights in gait retraining. And finally, in the third post, we described a study where the authors reported that during the years from 2007 to 2015, there were 45 sudden deaths among youth sports, which included middle school, youth leagues, and recreational sports. Sudden deaths were typically cardiac-related and most common among male or basketball players and during practice. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors compared data from two prospective cohorts to examine if injury management, return to play, and risk of repeated concussions among collegiate football players changed over 15 years. Specifically, the authors used data from the NCAA concussion study, which was from 1999 to 2001, and the Concussion Assessment Research and Education Consortium, also known as the CARE Consortium, which included data from 2014 to 2017. The NCAA concussion study included about 2,900 NCAA football players from 25 NCAA Division I, II, or three universities from 1999 to 2001. Athletes that sustained a concussion underwent clinical assessments immediately, three hours, and one, two, three, five, seven, and 90 days after injury. The CARE Consortium enrolled over 40,000 athletes at 30 NCAA Division I, II, and three institutions since 2014. In the CARE Consortium, Post-injury concussion assessments involved follow-up testing of athletes with a concussion, which included 701 football athletes. And these assessments were completed at less than 6 hours after injury, 24 to 48 hours after injury, time of asymptomatic, start to return to play protocol, unrestricted return to play, and 6 months after injury. Both studies collected detailed information on recovery, management, return to play, and repeat concussion. Overall, compared to the NCAA concussion study cohort, the CARE Consortium athletes had a longer time from injury to the asymptomatic time point, symptom duration, total time to return to play after concussion. Overall, compared to the NCAA concussion study cohort, the CARE Consortium athletes had a longer time from injury to the asymptomatic time point symptom duration, and total time for return to play after concussion. The rate of within-season repeat concussion in the CARE Consortium was 41% lower than the NCAA concussion study. Finally, in the CARE Consortium, there was only one repeat concussion during the first 10 days after an initial injury, while in contrast, 11 of the 12 repeat concussions in the NCAA concussion study happened 
during the first 10 days. The current authors found a major shift in the clinical management of sports-related concussion. Care consortium athletes were withheld from play nearly 10 days longer than the original NCA cohort. Additionally, care athletes reported longer symptom recovery, which could be attributed to better sign and symptoms assessment or athlete recognition and knowledge of concussion signs and symptoms. Over 97% of care athletes had a symptom-free waiting period prior to starting a return to play protocol. In contrast, only about 60% of NCAA concussion study athletes had a symptom-free waiting period. This combination of lengthier recovery time and a more systematic implementation of a return to play protocol resulted in a more conservative approach to management compared to the original NCA study. Furthermore, the extended recovery period could be associated with the 41% decline in the within-season repeated concussions. Future studies should evaluate the impact of concussion education and whether other medical teams in other sports are adopting a more conservative approach to concussion management. Currently, medical professionals should be aware of contemporary concussion recommendations and the evidence supporting these recommendations to provide proper concussion diagnosis and safe return to play. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a note about the release of this year's NATA Foundation's free communication sessions and the publication of their abstracts. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our seven online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the abstracts on our podcast website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back in two weeks with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one, and hopefully we'll see you at the NATA annual meeting.